Today's episode is sponsored by Alliance Leisure, the UK's leading leisure development specialist. Over the last 30 years, Alliance has worked with numerous local authorities to design and develop community sustainable leisure environments that encourage active lives, promote community cohesion, and tackle health inequalities. With a diverse portfolio of more than 220 leisure developments ranging from single site projects to multi-million pound complete leisure portfolio transformations, Alliance Leisure Services can be procured through the UK Leisure Framework. The framework is open to all public sector organisations in the UK. For more information, visit allianceleisure.co.uk. Hello and welcome back to The Truth About Local Government. A really interesting episode today for you listeners at home. We're going to be talking about combined authorities. Um, before we begin this, I want to read a quote out. Uh, from the Industrial Strategy Green Paper, Department for Business, Education and Industrial Strategy from 2017. We should confront the fact that our economy is one of the most centralised in the world, with institutions that are often too fragmented to provide the most effective leadership in shaping successful places. Evidence and experience suggest that strong, streamlined, decentralised governance, such as through our city deals, growth deals and mayoral devolution deals, can improve economic decision making and spur innovation and productivity gains. Combined authorities at the present time are uh, have a huge amount of focus and are, in my opinion, one of the most important pieces of infrastructure to ensure that local government and local places are properly supported to realise their potential. Um, and with us today is an expert, um, a really exciting individual that um, has agreed to come on, um, Ed Cox, the Executive Director for Strategy, Economy and Net Zero at West Midlands Combined Authority. Uh, Ed, thank you so much for coming on. How are you? Yeah, I'm great. Thank you. Thanks for inviting me. I'm really looking forward to this. Amazing. Well, for the listeners at home, if you could please start by telling us, what is a combined authority? Well, you know, I'm going to build on the quotation that you just read out because it perhaps is good to start with a bit of kind of wider international reflection because um, I think people are familiar with, you know, American TV programmes where the mayor of a particular city is uh, taking action on uh, different issues. And if we look across to Europe as well, many of our city regions in Europe and our regional bodies in um, continental Europe, um, they too have mayors and um, governance structures um, at that regional level. So it's not we're a little bit behind the curve in um the UK in that um, somehow we've hobbled along for, well, at least 30 years without that kind of institution up until about, as you say, 2016, 2017, when I think government started to realise that having some kind of democratic body at the regional level uh, was helpful and particularly around our key city regions. So combined authorities uh, in the kind of latest iteration, at least, are a group of local authorities that choose to come and work together. Um, very often they're led by an elected mayor, not in all cases, but in many cases they're led by an elected mayor. Um, and and just a little sort of spin off there is it's worth saying they are democratic bodies. They are they are local government uh, or regional government in in that sense. I think very often they're seen to be kind of agencies of central government, and that's not true. They are uh, themselves, they have intrinsic uh, democratic value in their own right. So they're very often led by an elected mayor. Um, and as I say, the first uh, in England were set up in 2016, 2017. Um, they're 
uh, up till recently were about 10, um, but um, things seem to be changing all the time and uh, new um, combined authorities are being announced or have been announced even as recently as last week. So uh, it's a bit of a mixed picture because they're all in different stages of their journey. But one thing that they have in common is that most combined authorities have some kind of devolution deal. Um, and that means that they've negotiated with government a set of powers, some funding probably as well, um, that allows them to take shape and start to have control over uh, a limited number of functions, if you like. Mostly they're functions that best operate at that regional level at that at that bridge so that so they're they're functions that are perhaps a little bit too uh, or need to operate at a scale above the local authority level but they're certainly things that national government should not be doing if you see what i mean that where there's local intelligence or regional intelligence that can drive those so um if you want i can i can say talk a bit more about some of the functions but perhaps i'll just pause for a moment yeah, definitely no i think i just going on to one of the points you just said there what i really want to kind of just prize a bit more is that independence and the importance of mm. that independence and sometimes yes the public do feel that it is essentially a uh, it is central government in a slightly different form why is it so important that it's independent in your opinion well um, for a start, I think, you know, we need to see combined authorities from the bottom up. Um, local residents, citizens, if you like, get to vote not only for an elected mayor, but also for the local authority leaders. And it's the mayor and the local authority leaders that come together to form a combined authority board that take decisions about the funds and about the strategies and the plans for that region. Um, so, you know, they are they are in that sense bottom up, um, even if government didn't give combined authorities funding or devolve particular powers, there would still be a case for local authorities coming together, working together, setting out plans for their cities, for their regions and, um, you know, uh, and, and driving that forward. So um, in that sense, they are um, autonomous. But I think it's also perhaps important just to reflect politically that we have uh, combined authorities of different political colours, if you like, around the country. Um, and it's not always the case. In fact, the current situation, if we look across England, is that there are more Labour mayors um, uh, amongst combined authorities than there are Conservative ones. And um, yet we have a Conservative national government. So in that sense, as they bring their, if you like, manifestos and their political programmes to the combined authority, uh, they want a sense of independence from that perspective as well. And you do get some really impressive individuals going forward for these mayor positions. I mean, Andy Street, for one, in the West Midlands, did a phenomenal job for the region. I think everyone, I've always been so impressed with what yourself and the other senior leaders have done for the West Midlands. When you look at, you know, with the, you know, the Commonwealth and, you know, you look at the kind of the particularly around that, uh, the, the black country, Birmingham, the actual infrastructure, and it feels there's a real cohesiveness throughout the actual um, that geographical region it's not separate councils it's a collective region with a collective aspiration which is just so important when you've got that devolution uh, deal coming through that you know it does make sense as a, a region just going back to what you were going to go into a, a few minutes ago around the actual um the responsibilities of the command authority i think for everyone at home that would be a really useful mm. part just to put a bit more detail on if that's okay yeah, happy to do that. But just also to say, encourage that you do think that we are bringing coherence and cohesion and ideas and plans for the region. That's absolutely what we're um, here to do. Um, but also to listen to the voices of 
citizens and businesses in terms of how they feed into uh, creating those 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 plans and those programs and the different things that we do. So uh, I'm really encouraged to hear uh, hear that. And as I say, I think for uh, decades that was actually missing. And you know there was too much of Whitehall trying to control things from London, if you see what I mean, and not really listening to the voice of of, of residents. So um, so good if that's true. So in terms of the kind of functions, the kind of things that the combined authority does. Um, there, there, I mean, combined authorities were very often built upon transport authorities. So um, one of the things that uh, we have responsibility for um, is what we call Transport for West Midlands. So um, all the public transport and indeed uh, working more broadly just to make sure the whole transport system um, in the West Midlands uh, is functioning um, effectively. So transport uh, will be one. Housing is another really important um, area. We work obviously very closely with our local authority colleagues on housing programmes, but government has devolved things like brownfield funding uh, to the combined authority so we can take a strategic approach around where we need to um, uh, you know, improve the conditions so that housing can be built in particular parts of, of the region. Another area is skills. Um, so the adult education budget was um, devolved to the combined authority in our second devolution deal. Uh, so we work very closely with um, colleges and other um, FE skills providers uh, in, in making sure that we can link our skills system in the West Midlands to the economic needs. And that brings me on to the next area, which is around economic development. So a very important role in relation to economic development in the region, um, looking at where our key economic strengths lie uh, and making sure that we can provide uh, support to businesses, that we can um, support innovation, that we can um, you know, uh, bring in inward investment where that's appropriate as well, uh, in order to really stimulate the economy in the West Midlands. And then there's a few things that I won't perhaps spend so much long on, but they're still really important and they all sort of form part of the, the mix. Um, increasingly, we're working on net zero and the environment and climate adaptation and some of those issues. Um, we work again very closely with our local authority partners on public service reform. Um, and some people might have spotted just recently um, the uh, latest provision um, in the levelling up Act, which is uh, which makes provision now for the mayor to take on responsibilities of the office of the police and crime commissioner. Uh, but there's other things that we can do around health and well-being and so on, which are really important. Um, and some of the best city regions, I think, have a very strong offer when it comes to culture uh, and the arts and, and media and digital. Uh, so those are other things um, that that the combined authority tries to support and take a lead on. And then there's a bunch of cross-cutting things. Many mayors are renowned for their interest in homelessness. Really that function, that responsibility sits with local authorities and yet um, mayors can play a really important role around that. Um, our mayor, for example, has wanted to take a stance on race equality and uh, really push around uh, around how we tackle the race inequality that we see in the region. And there's a kind of wider role about how do we make sure that economic growth is um, well shared? People talk about the inclusive growth agenda. So there are kind of cross-cutting things that combined authorities do as well. So you know we sometimes summarise it that the, the combined authority has a role 
um, enabling things to happen. Uh, so mm. working with regional partners, working with the local authorities and so on, bringing in funding and bringing in powers and and sort of setting out plans and strategies. So that's a kind of enabling role. There are some areas of our work which is about direct delivery of services, whether that's skills or transport, or now we're doing sort of work on housing retrofit and that kind of thing. So there's delivery. And then crucially, there's influence. Like how do we influence the national government? How do we influence private sector investors? How do we influence other uh, bodies, international um, agencies that might be interested in the area? So um, there's a kind of role for bringing people together and the mayor speaking on the behalf of the region, if you like, uh, so that we can influence things as well. It's an incredibly broad range of responsibilities that the authority has. What's the most challenging aspect that you feel that combined authorities have to face at the moment in the current kind of social uh, kind of situation we find ourselves in at the moment, kind of post-COVID? Um, you know, mm. what, what's the most challenging aspect? I mean, I think the economic conditions that we face post-COVID um, are challenging across the country, but, um, you know, sometimes the term levelling up is used. Um, sometimes uh, you know, we talk about regional inequality and I think it is fair to say that places outside London and the South East um, are struggling more to recover from Covid and indeed from the energy shock that kind of um, succeeded that. So um, I, think, I think the big challenge is how do we get our economies on track and then how do we use those tools that I was just talking about transport housing skills you know uh, business support and so on um, in order to unlock the economic opportunities that definitely exist uh, within regions like um, the West Midlands so you know that's a challenge and the breadth of that challenge I think in itself uh, is, is is quite difficult and I think too um, we ought to be fairly honest about the fact that they're relatively new institutions and they don't necessarily have that much capacity. I mean, I've got a fantastic team of people, but it's quite small. If you compare it to the kind of teams that you see in central government in Whitehall, um, you know, we, we have a pretty small team doing covering a lot of ground, if you like, uh, compared to um, when we kind of look down the uh, motorway or down the train track at uh, the kind of teams that exist in, in, in Whitehall. Uh, you know, we're quite envious really about the amount of capacity that they have for policy develop for policy development and uh, program delivery and, and, and so on. So, so, you know, there's still issues for us in building our capacity to be able to uh, be able to deliver the kind of functions that I've just described. And in terms of that, then, for the West Midlands, what is the strategy and the plan? I mean, you talked about there, you know, driving economic growth, bringing skills, jobs. And what I love is about the fact that all those things all join together they have to you can't have yeah. one lever being pulled without another lever equally being pulled it's a little bit like a tent in a circus you've got to have it all yeah. together so that the the circus can go on as it were but mm -hmm. what is the strategy and plan for the west midlands command authority mm -hmm. well it's a great it's a great question and and i like the way that you framed it because you know one we have a little strap line in the west midlands combined authority which is better connected um and that works on so many levels you know just the the fact that we deliver transport services the fact that we care about digital and and that kind of broadband connectivity and you know we're the national leader in terms of 5g connectivity so there's better connected from that point of view but there's also better connected about how all of these different functions that we've got come together to create 
what we describe in our purpose as a more prosperous, better connected West Midlands, which is fairer, greener and healthier. That's ultimately the goal of the West Midlands Combined Authority is to is to is to create that kind of um, region. And we've worked really hard um, in recent times to make sure that we can join together all of those different funding streams and pots and powers that come from central government, they all come in silos. They all come um, from a particular government department with its strings attached to that government department. And what we try to do is to pull all of that together at the West Midlands level and say, well, how can we marry up that transport capital funding with the work we're doing on housing to make sure that actually we're connecting people with jobs um, down particular corridors um, like I don't know in East Birmingham and North Solihull or uh, between Wensbury and Briley Hill you know we've got we've got plans for how we can use these disparate government funds in order to actually unlock the economic potential uh, in particular places within the West Midlands and that better connected isn't just within the combined authority if you in terms of um uh, in terms of the different directorates that exist and the teams that exist within the combined authority that better connected actually speaks to how we work with our local authority partners how we work with our voluntary and community sector partners how we work with um the private sector and businesses who want to be investing in those corridors as well so um it's really is a case like you say like a circus you know like a being a, the mayor is a bit like a ringmaster if you like trying to pull together the different opportunities that we've got in the region in order to achieve our different aims uh, and and for what it's worth we've got six aims um across the command authority i won't bore listeners by uh, listing all six but um promoting economic growth inclusive economic growth is is one of them reducing carbon emissions would be uh, another and and one of our aims is actually securing new powers and new resources from central government and i wonder whether it's worth just saying a little bit about that one actually because um, one of the unique things about west midlands combined authority i say unique greater manchester and west midlands there are two of the mayoral combined authorities and um, that uh, through the leveling up white paper um, when was that back last year um, we were given um, what's called trailblazer devolution deal status so over the past 12 months we've negotiated a trailblazer devolution deal and by being trailblazing what it means is that we're a step ahead of the other combined authorities we've been given um, powers and funds that or we are being given powers and funds uh, that mean that we are trying things slightly differently in order to make a case that other uh, combined authorities might in the future receive that same um, level of, of power and, and funding that we are we're getting. And one of the crucial things in the devolution deal um, is that we've been granted what's called the single settlement. Uh, and the single settlement means that, as I was describing, we, at the moment we have about 90 different grants and programmes from central government. They will all come together into a single block grant, and that will give us so much more flexibility and freedom than we've ever had before to be able to spend money for the whole spending review period for five years um, on the things that we think will really, really benefit the West Midlands. And that will be a complete change. It won't necessarily give us more money, but it will be a complete change in the way in which we can receive and plan that funding um, going forward. So that's a really, really big deal. That's really exciting. I mean, you know, funding agreements are, you know, the one of the biggest topics that I speak to leaders like yourself about, because, you know, fundamentally, 
the bottom line is how much how much capital have we got to spend on the projects and what are the priorities within that um but going back to this you know trailblazer uh you know the changes in within the the, the leveling up you know what an opportunity but also what a responsibility mm. you know there's a lot mm. of pressure to mm. ensure that that it works because I, I think everybody will agree that combined authorities, you know, serve this just a fantastic purpose, but it's a huge amount of data to consume to ensure that the prioritization and it is the right option because there are so many different aspects to think about and so many different parts that have to come together to ensure that the decision making process is in fact that is the right um the right angle to go out and and to, and to follow and um you know this comes down to a really key point that i'm i, I speak about a lot is you know any organization in the public sector to a certain degree the the role of the senior leadership team like yourself as well as all your day job is a recruitment business because you have to get the best people to work for you and the best people to stay with you so you have that continuity and that that you know the, an organization like the westminster Command authority if they didn't have people like yourself ed in there it would not be possible to deliver what needs to be delivered and i guess that comes to a question i have is you know you've got such a great background so much experience what attracted you to work for the westminster Command authority in the first place and what keeps you there now yeah well it's partly what you describe i mean it is such an exciting place to work we have got um these new responsibilities these new powers if you want um and uh, we have a way uh, to we have an opportunity to shape the way in which we think um the region can develop to work with our local partners to work with citizens across the west midlands you know when we say that um, combined authorities are closer to the action, which is why we need these powers so that, you know, because the, the the man in Whitehall doesn't really know what's happening on the ground and so on. It's true. It's absolutely true. We do have that opportunity to um, really shape our region. And so, you know, I, I, I came to West Midlands Combined Authority. I'd worked previously in think tanks and uh, that was great. And I'd been writing policy and doing fantastic research. And that was all really, really interesting. But the idea that you can actually now work really closely with partners in order to develop programs that are genuinely changing people's lives. So I take, you know, uh, the, the single settlement will allow us to have a large single fund over five years for retrofitting people's homes, for tackling fuel poverty. And we can design what that program is going to look like. That is, a, you know, for, for somebody who's really enthusiastic about policy like me for someone who wants to draw on evidence in order to say this is the best way to do it you know i feel i'm absolutely at the forefront of being able to take some really important meaningful strategic decisions that are going to transform people's lives in a way that i don't see that many other jobs um either in local government or indeed in national certainly in national government um offer so you know so it's a really a really exciting time and you know we are as i said before struggling in terms of capacity so um i, I don't mean the people that are in our teams they're absolutely fantastic but we need more people who can help us with this task particularly as the single settlement uh, comes on stream we're going to be you know having to sort of develop and invent programs uh, in a way that gives us so much more freedom than we've had before so we need great people to help design those um, programs um, and you know when i think more broadly across the wider devolution deal uh, there's so many opportunities now for combined authorities to be uh, really shaping their economies their transport systems their housing you know their skills uh, there's there's a big big opportunity at the moment in combined authorities so you know yeah, very very keen to uh, to bring in fantastic people it's fantastic to have people like yourself who genuinely 
as passionate as me about this sector, <laughs> about making a difference to people's lives, because that's what it's really about. And for those listening at home, I can't really stress enough to you how significant that single uh, that settlement fund will be to the combined authority and and to the the West Midlands as a whole. And you won't see it straight away, but over the next five, ten, fifteen years, the the you will see an absolute consequence of that in the quality of people's lives at all ends of the spectrum and every facet of our society. And that is why it's just so important that people understand the challenges that command authority has and they support them. And that, you know, for private businesses out there, you engage with the command authority, you vote for your mayor, you know, be involved and be present because they're a fantastic organization to, to work with and partner with. And Ed, I just want to thank you so much for your time today. Um, you were very patient. We had, as as you guys know at home, my IT skills are not the best. So Ed was very kind and patient with me at the start of the, the episode. But Ed, thank you so much for your time. It's been great to, to speak with you. No problem at all. Thanks, Matthew, and all the best. Thank you so much. You've been listening to The Truth About Local Government. We've been talking about the trailblazers, the combined authorities who are really making a difference to the lives of communities um, in regions across the UK. If you've enjoyed the episode, please do give it a like, give it a share. Um, little stat for you, around about 87% of people will not like and share. I'll give this a five-star review, so please do me a favour and do that. It allows me to bring more free episodes to you and to promote the great work that the public sector is doing. But for us here and Ed for me, it's goodbye for now. Today's episode is sponsored by the UK Leisure Framework, the UK's only dedicated leisure framework. The UK Leisure Framework allows for the direct appointment of a development partner for scoping, design and construction of leisure centres and sports facilities. The framework is available to all UK public sector organisations and has completed over 100 projects to date. For more information, visit leisureframework.co.uk.